The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 14th, 2022, season 18, episode number 89. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, and we're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we got lots of uh, different things that we got to hit today. Uh, we didn't have a show yesterday, so we didn't get a chance to talk about the latest uh, addition to the Cowboys, uh, one T.Y. Hilton, wide receiver, spent most of his career, actually all of his career, uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. A very, very successful career, I would say. And Dallas gets a shot at him now, bringing them onto their roster. Uh, tell me, first of all, I guess, let's let's go around the table. How much do you like the move? What do you like about it? I like that he's ready to play right now. He's ready, and he's, and he's, and he's a veteran guy that doesn't have a lot of wear and tear on him this year. Uh, and I think that that should you know he's a smart player. I think it, it's a guy that can come in and just sort of help them. Probably gives them some things that you know that they wanted James Washington to provide, but maybe he can provide it a little bit better. He has that physical aspect, the physical attributes that I like in a wide receiver. And I've mentioned James Washington for quite a bit. I'm not a fan of, and nothing against him. Again, I just he's not my prototype for wide receiver doesn't pass the eye test with you yeah it's just yeah he's just too bulk like heavy he's just heavy and a guy like him I like his physique he has the experience he's a very guy like Nick said he can come in and play he that was a very very by the way very surprising move I did not expect the Cowboys to go out and hire and and find a contract with a like guy like him a guy that we haven't even been mentioning, I think all of our attention has been on OBJ, and my understanding is that based on everything that Jerry Jones keeps saying, the doors are still open, and we'll see what happens in that regards. But it's exciting. It's exciting to have him come in here and see what he can do on offense, and just I, I would assume he would automatically take over what James Washington was trying to do in this last game, and, uh, and Jalen Tolbert, maybe Noah Brown as well. So we'll see how he can elevate this offense, but I think it brings uh, a breath of sh- fresh air into the wide receiver group. He does something that uh, he's a really good runner of routes against zone coverages. you know, And that's something that, that when the Cowboys last week in that game against the Texans, they saw a lot of zone. And it it's one of those things that kind of, makes their offense a little strange sometimes when people play zone against them. Their routes, the combinations of the routes, I think they're a much better route-running team against man coverage than they are zone coverage teams. And so you have a guy that has that ability to play underneath. He knows how to run, how to stop, how to settle down, how to get the ball, and then get up the field quick. I, You know, they were clearly hunting a wide receiver. They were clearly, when the Odell Beckham thing, when that thing went south, then they went to plan B here. And you're, you're right about the, you know, he hasn't, there's not a lot of wear and tear on his body. He's a guy that's always kind of dealt with, especially later in his career, with the soft tissue injury stuff. But my guys were saying, hey, listen, kind of a lightning in the bottle kind of a signing here. But the one thing he could do is he has an understanding of route running. He knows how to separate. 
He knows how to sit down in zones. He can catch the football, and he gets up the field quick. That's the thing that you're really going to be happy about with him being on your team. Yeah, one of the things I love about him, I went and looked at some of his numbers from last year. He hasn't played since last year, so that's obviously something you got to keep an eye on. How do they ramp him up? Yeah. How much can he take? How fast? Brian, I heard you talking on the radio yesterday about soft tissue issues have yeah. been an issue for him. One of those quick twitch guys. Yeah. So all of that's going to factor in. But what I loved is in his last three games last year, he had long catches of 33 yards, 44 yards, which was a touchdown, 39 yards, which was a touchdown. He did that in the last three games last year. This year, the Cowboys only have three players that have at least one catch above 33 yards. Two of them have three catches. One has one. He even had a 52-yarder back in Week 6 last year. Uh, so he does bring something to this offense, I think, that maybe they lack a little bit uh, in that ability to get deep, to be able to force defenses to respect the fact that he can go long. And uh, and I think that can help them, particularly if he's doing it on the outside where now you take that safety out of the middle of the field. Right. You, you might help that middle of the field where we've seen so many things go wrong for this offense. Uh, maybe that safety, getting that safety out of there and making him respect a guy like T.Y. Hilton actually helps in that regard. How much do you guys expect him to help, and how soon, I guess, is the big question that most fans probably want to know. I think he's going to play this week. But as far as as far as far helping, helping, I mean, that's going to be up to him and Dak and that offense to kind of see, like, you know, it's one thing to say he's really good at running routes against the zone, which is which I believe. But I also think that, that, that Dak has to understand, like, where he's going to be, where he's going to sit – so I think I think it's just is if they have a good week of practice, you know, and that's one thing Jerry said on the radio yesterday. Smart, smart guy on him. So I think you'll be able to pick it up. The guy I keep comparing it to is Randall Cobb. That's the to me, it's a Randall Cobb type of move at the end of the year. And Randall Cobb had 800 yards as the third receiver. So you know, with Dak and and those guys on the outside. So I think if he can come in, be a smart guy, and and, and help out, I think he can help out this week. Clarify that a little bit for me on the comparison. You're not saying he's that kind of player. You're saying he's it's that kind of signing from the standpoint of what. Well, I think from a, a, a slot guy, uh, a veteran, an uh, an older guy that's probably had his best years are, are behind him. But but I think I mean, I, and I, don't, I he's probably more dynamic than than Cobb was. But I'm just saying, as a guy that can come in and be smart and contribute right away as the third receiver, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that they're, they're the same mm-hmm. type of player. But I, you know, and and they they played with good quarterbacks over the year. Well. Cobb played with a great quarterback over the years. But, I mean, you know, I, it seems like Hilton has, has done well with whoever's throwing him the ball. Well, the, Latin, those balls I talked about last year, that was with Carson Wentz. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel Some like the, the, it just the, the narrative about him was he can't stay healthy. Yeah. That's why people, that's why he wasn't on a team. Yep. Because everybody talks about, well, you know, you might, you might get one here. You might have one. You know, you hadn't played the whole year. You might, you know, for one month, you might get the absolute best out of this guy. But there's a lot of people that, it, like Nick said, had kind of given up on him that you know, he's just he's always too hurt to play. So that's why you, he probably wasn't on a team until this point in time. And you know, good for the Cowboys if he could give them, you know, if he could play these games, give them something on third down, give them something on fourth down if they go for it. I mean, they get in a lot of situations where in third and five, third and four, you know, kind of in between whether you want to run the ball or not, you know. You know, maybe you don't have to run the slant, you know, to gallop. You can find a way to get the ball, get it to him, and you know the routes that he runs, just get it to him and let him get up the field. That's what he's really, really good at. Well, what's good is that you're not necessarily asking him or whoever he may have been 
to take so much load. Like, it, it, you're just asking for a couple of plays to happen, draw some attention as well by having a guy, a veteran guy like him, and the experience that he has, like you were mention, mentioning, uh, Derek, draw some attention over there. But it's not like you're asking him to be the the guy, the CD lamb of the wide receiver. So I think that benefits the Cowboys a whole lot because I don't think they're, they have this huge gap from really elevating their offense and what they're doing in the passing game. So having him, it's going to draw attention. He's going to be able to make some catches. I think he would be rather quickly and – Going back to Randall Cobb, I mean, he was, from what I remember, he was pretty productive yeah. very quickly. And I think there is a benefit to that when you have guys that can come in at this part of the year. Sometimes they're just so fresh and ready to go, especially a veteran guy, that I think it would be a similar scenario like that, where he's ready to go, go out there, and he's, it's just someone that's fresh and, and and hasn't doesn't have the amount of weight and tear down that all of these guys have had at this point because of the season. It's a long season, and we're kind of heading to the last part of it. Yeah, a comparable name I'll throw out there is Deshaun Jackson. I think this is the kind of signing like a Deshaun Jackson. Fast guy, a uh, guy that's had lots of injuries throughout his career, a lot of those soft tissue injuries, and he's one of those guys that if you bring him on your team, you're like, okay, we'll use him until he's no longer healthy, right? And you see what you can get out of him, and sure enough, he will. I've seen him do this on a number of teams he signed with. He comes in, 50-yard pass, 48-yard pass. Like He's the type of guy that still has that ability to get deep and still has that ability to be able to make those plays, those big plays for you. And you don't need a lot of those. If you can get that once or twice a game, it changes how defenses have to play you when that player is on the field, and just the threat of them now creates other opportunities for guys. And that's, what I'm, that's the best-case scenario of what this can provide for the Cowboys. Do you think... I mean, I've seen Dak make those big throws, those long throws. Mm-hmm. He he got it. He can do it. But do you think that Dak can take advantage of a guy like him and and make those deep throws like you're mentioning? I think so. The question will be, will the offensive coordinator work that into the offense in a way to where they're using it enough to make it make a difference? That's what I don't know because, you know, we've talked about it over the years where you have a specific player with a specific skill set and we're like, man, why aren't we seeing them take advantage of this more? Why aren't we seeing them do this particular thing or use this particular player in a specific way? That's the part I don't know. And I don't, again, he may have a whole different vision for what they, they have for this player, right? It may not be the vision I have for him. So it may not even go that way. All I'm saying is that's what he's been throughout his career, uh, and that's how I look at the advantage of having him on this team. We'll see if they'll use him that way. But I, I don't have any questions about Dak being able to, to hit a, a deep ball. I, don't, I really don't have that question. Yeah, the, it's funny. The analytics, uh, several years ago, he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league when it came to deep ball throws. And, but the analytics the last, say, last several weeks have been not so good. You know, I think he was. You know, it it, it it's it's the, the percentage is way 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 down for him. So I mean, yeah, and maybe it has to do with the the like you said, the willingness or the not the willingness of the offensive coordinator. I think they're worried about sending. You know, who's the one guy that could get deep? Michael Gallup was the one guy that could mm-hmm. get deep. You know, when you talked about that, maybe they're a little bit worried about throwing the ball up and him coming down with the knee and stuff like that. So maybe you've lost a little a little bit of that. Yeah, and yeah. one other thing I'll throw out there too. I was watching, I was rewatching the the last week's game, and there were a couple times when Dak was trying to throw downfield, 
and uh, Terrence still sitting in his lap. That yeah. that hurts as well. Like yeah. Yeah. that hurts your ability to be able to really step into your throw, especially and get after busting his it. thumb in week one. Yeah, yeah. Stepping so I, into a throw. Exactly. So I I I do think this may be a little more complicated than just can Dak throw a deep ball. I don't yeah. think it's as much that as maybe other factors that that you might be seeing that that are kind of affecting that. All right, let's uh, let's move on. Let's talk about real quick. Um, Amber, you mentioned it. Jerry has talked about the OBJ deal, saying it's not dead. What are your thoughts? What are you hearing? What do you think is going to happen, I guess, at this point with, with OBJ? Or is it completely dead at this point? What do I think is going to happen? Yeah, what do you think? This is just your opinion on they're it. They're going to sign him. They're going to sign him, and they're going to put him in, and he's going to rehab the whole time. And maybe if it works out, he, he'll come back at some point and, and he, they got to be deep in the season and they got to be able to trust him, but uh, that he, you know, that he's ready and healthy to play. But I just think there's too much smoke, too much of this for there not to be the fire of it. Yeah. I think that it's going to happen and I think it could happen. I mean, at this point, if it's going to happen you, it, sooner, the better, because then you could, if you really wanted him to start rehabbing, put, send him to the best guy in, in the league, you know, which, which they have right here. That's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, so you're saying you're, you're saying that they're, he's going to sign here in the next week or so, and then I'm I'm not trying to put words. Yeah, in, I'm I mean, just saying I'm just trying to understand. I'll say that. So he's going to sign in the next week. They're going to rehab him, and if you get him ready for the playoffs, that's all good. That's gravy at this point, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. If he's willing for that, if he's willing to do that, and that would be the change. The change would be that he would do a one year deal, which is really a few months. Uh, but that that's that's what you know. If he's willing to do that, then yeah, the Cowboys do it, and then they try to re-sign him. And if it doesn't work out, then you lose him in free agency and you get a comp pick. Yeah, I just to me, I, the the more I kind of felt like that, you know, I understand what you're saying, man. I really do. I, I just the thing about it is, I keep hearing like he's not going to be ready for eight weeks, you know. And so you're just now you're. Now you're up against it as far as playoffs and being ready and all that. But th- you're right. This guy out here that does the rehab stuff, if the player's willing to work, this guy will get him ready to play at Britt Brown. Um, I wonder, though, like if, you know, I was thinking more long term. I was thinking more about next year's plans, but they've got so much that they have to do. Can they afford to even extend an Odell Beckham? Can they even yeah. provide him any? And, and that's not to say, I mean, you got all these guys you have to resign. What's going to happen with the running backs? What's going to happen with the left tackle? What's going to happen with tight end? I mean, there's so many things uh, up in the air right now that if you know if I, I could see him sitting out, I honestly could see him sitting out and saying, "Let's do this again in March." You know, let's do this again. Let's let's go back and you know I'll be completely healthy and you know and then I'll see the teams that have the money that I want to go to. You know, I, that, that's that's just me. But man, it, it would be exciting. I mean, I, I felt all along that he could sign a deal here, you know, a, a one year deal. The guy rehab him, and now even if it doesn't work out here, he's in better shape going on next right. year. Mm-hmm. You know, but it sounds like this guy kind of has his idea uh, of what he wants to do, and people tell him, "Oh, you're the best, Odell. You don't have to work out hard today. You know, if you don't want to do this or do that." You know, I mean, I, I don't know. If he was here, I, I'd say there's a chance for him playing. Uh, the longer he sits out, I feel like that's that's a next year thing for me. Yeah, Cowboys. I mean, one thing they are is they are really, really smart with their money. So, but this whole situation is very confusing because a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, we came on here after hearing Jerry Jones, and we're pretty convinced on like 
based on how he sounded, that this wasn't a thing that was going to work out for this year from a health standpoint. So now, let's say they, I, I'm just wondering, okay, if it does happen, because now Jerry has come on and, and said it a couple of times that the doors are still open and they're kind of working on things. What has changed? Other than the money, like what else has changed? Because this whole topic was, or the whole idea was for him to be able to help this season in the playoffs. Yeah, I think for me at least, if I'm going to go down the path that Nick is going, then the way I look at this is what's changed is I now have the guy I think I can rely on, or at least I hope I can rely on as a veteran guy to come and give me a little relief, maybe give me a little insurance in T.Y. Hilton. So now it's a little less important that he that OBJ, if I sign him, that he plays now. Like I might be able to take a flyer and and get him in here and rehab him. And I might be, let's say they're still playing, I might be two or three weeks into the playoffs and now he's ready to play. And now I can get him out there and kind of work yeah. him in and maybe I get a little bit out of him. Maybe if I get to a Super Bowl and he's healthy, mm-hmm. maybe I can get him out there. Maybe I get a few catches from him. Right? The, the point is I don't have to rely on him. Now it's just gravy. Now it's like I got the guy who I think – I got my veteran guy that I wanted to bring here to give me a little bit more. This guy would just be gravy to add to that in the event that he happens to be healthy at that point. I don't have to rely on him going into the playoffs. It's so it's so weird to talk about possible Super Bowl, and, and it's true. And it's a real thing because – you know, T.Y. Hilton wanted to come here. Odell, I think, wants to come here. It's because of you have a realistic chance. But to get to the Super Bowl, you're going to have to win three road games in the playoffs. <laughs> and you know how many years you have to go back to get to three road wins? Yeah. 42. 42 years to get three road wins by the Cowboys. Yeah. All the way back to 1980. And so... It just doesn't seem. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to imagine that, right? Yeah. Well, the the thing if the that, Bears don't beat the Eagles this week. Uh, that ain't happening. The, the thing, yeah, the yeah. thing that get the thing that gives you a chance is the fact that this conference isn't as strong as it 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 has yeah. been in the past. You know, with the yeah. Green Bay's and the quarterbacks. I mean, the absolute disaster for this football team would be to win twelve games. You know, thirteen games. And then go and get beat by an eight and nine Tampa Bay team in Tampa. Oh, that would be that would be that that would be. I would say Dan Quinn would be your next head coach if that happened. That kind. Of, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just that's. I'm to say that, but that's the fear you have right even, now. Even if he was the reason that they lost. I think there's such. I, I, Let's do this. We'll get into that yeah. another day. We'll get into that. That's another. a whole show. Yeah, it's, always, a, it's always tricky, though. When you no, no, but I, I'll t- I, no, I, ha- right. I have right. reasoning. I have okay. reasoning. And, and, and if it gets to the point where we have to come in here and do a show on a Monday and it's about the Cowboys went to Tampa and pooped in the bed, then, you know, then, then, then we'll have that conversation. Yeah. But, That's a hard know, conversation. See, to the have. thing about I, I think I just wish that Odell would have given this this group a chance. Yeah. I wish he would have took the deal that T. Y. Hilton took, at least for this year. Bro, we'll pay you while you're rehabbing. We'll give you, you know, we'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars a week or more to rehab. And then if you you know, and then if you and you come back and you play, then we could talk about a deal. But he never he never gave that this team the chance. Was you anyone know? else bothered by the comment he made? Like, about the playoffs? Yeah. yeah. What what was that comment? Yes. Well, he he basically said that he, I mean, there's no need to play regular season basically. Oh, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, just talking like I'll just play in the playoffs yeah. type of comment. I mean, I had a like yeah. I've been all about OBJ, bring him here, but like 
just that comment just made me kind of not saying that I don't want him here. I still do. But that's not the right mentality. And that's not something even if you think that way, I don't think that you should voice it either. Because how does that look for the team that you're trying to join? You know, that and, and this sports, it's all about team, the team, the team, the team. So I don't know. I was pretty bothered by that. And it, I, it made me wonder, huh? I wonder how they took it. And yeah. I'm not going to stare away from bringing him again. But it's just one of those things. That... You, you know, I honestly, I just looked at it as, well, he can't play in the regular season. That's why he's saying, I don't need to play in the regular season. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's one of those things where people are like, you know, people do this where they, if they can't do something, it's like, well, I don't, I don't need to do that. Like, of course, I'm good. Like, I don't I don't need to do that. I'll be fine to do it whenever I can. I don't want you anyways. I don't, yeah. I, I don't think he – I don't think – I think he knows – I'm not going to be ready to play during the regular season. Yeah. So I think what he was trying to point to is really the regular season isn't as important. If you want to, I can still be an asset to you in the postseason. I don't need to play in the regular season in order to be in the <laughs> oh, postseason. Then that's the way I looked at it. Better. Yeah. No, but that's just the way I looked at it. And I may well, be wrong. I'm just saying that's how when I heard it, it, that's what okay. I thought in my yeah. mind. Okay. Yeah. What do you think, Demarcus Lawrence? How do you think he took it? In his mind. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and he's... He, he called it a circus. Yeah. <laughs> right, and, yeah. And it is. And, and like, all I can think about when someone says that, mm-hmm. when it, or when he said that, not people don't say it all the time, but when he says it, I just think about Oxnard. I think about the guys that are walking off the field and they got three helmets and they're like, you know, they're like dying and, uh, you know, in the 73 degree weather and all that. <laughs> but I mean, you know, you, you think about that and you, and you well, think. Well, like Noah Brown has been working his butt off the whole year and then you, you bring a guy like him. Who are you taking off the field? Probably Noah Brown. Yeah. And, plugging him, and then it's like, okay, James now we're Washington. in the playoffs. <laughs> James Washington. Yeah. 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 But it's like you get to the where you want to be which is the playoffs, and you're now in that stage, and then you're getting – so it's just, it's it's just one it's, of those It's comments. a tough one, you know, yeah. and I guarantee you fans are over there like, okay, take him off the field. Let, let's win. You know, I've, yeah. been, I've been trying to win Super Bowl for 27 years. Like, you know, I, I get that too, but uh, it's just it's tough. You just don't want to say it. Yeah. I, I, don't, it was I, I wasn't okay with out. it. Yeah. I don't like the way you said it, though. You don't have, yeah. you don't have to say it because, you, like you said, he's not, he's not going to be ready. Right. Yeah. I just – the thing that bothers like, me overall is I don't – Know how much he really wants to play right now. Yeah, that's the thing that bothers me. No, they can. Like that's the point, though. Like he can't. Yeah, I think if he but, could, but, I think he would be. But there was people that were that were really quick to jump out there and proclaim November first that he was ready to go. We see that those people were wrong. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we, but but these are people that know Odell Beckham. I get it, but we see that these people are wrong. They're I don't absolutely think, yeah. wrong. But that's what I'm saying, though. It the Cowboys the Cowboys went into full recruit mode for Odell Beckham. And then they saw what the, what the knee condition right. was, and they went, well, that was a damn waste of time right there, you know? I mean, I, hey, maybe he does sign, but I think that everybody was like, okay, fine. All we heard was that he's been cleared, he's been cleared. And I kept hearing people say, by who? Who's he been cleared by? You know, that that's why. And so, to me, how committed are you? I mean, he, obviously, he had a good visit with the Cowboys. The Cowboys wanted him. Take the veteran minimum. Come in here, rehab. And if you can play, play. Yeah. You know, but, but it's like, I don't know, I'm going to make a decision. You know, I'm like, well, fine. If you don't want to do that, T.Y. Hilton, you ready to roll? You know, that's how you got to kind of look at things. And I think that's what the Cowboys have done. Yeah, they protect themselves for sure going yep. with a guy that they think is sure. something right now. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, uh, we're going to get into the Jacksonville offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll do that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. 
Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah's savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Back to the break. Snag your Christmas gifts while enjoying festive sips during the Christmas sip and stroll in the Star District on <laughs> December 15th. Enjoy holiday tastings, Christmas music, and photo moments, exclusive shopping offers, complimentary gift, carols, hot cocoa, and much more on your sip and stroll. Uh, visit thestardistrict.com to get your tickets on the Sip and Stroll. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Life Nest WBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. This segment presented by blockchain.com. All right, let's uh, let's jump into the Jacksonville offense versus the Dallas defense. Brian, this is a team that the Cowboys don't face very often. Tell me what they do best offensively, and then also tell me where they are struggling or where you can take advantage of them offensively. Well, I kind of, when you watch them play, it's so funny because you watch them last week and, you know, they have success and everything's kind of rolling along. And then you watch them against the Lions, and then you're like going, oh, oh, what they're back to being Jacksonville. And then you watch them again. <laughs> you know, then you watch them against Kansas City, and they start the game with an onside kick, mm-hmm. yeah. and you're kind of like going, "Oh!" And then they get a turnover in the red zone, and they're they're kind of playing Kansas City toe to toe. I'll say this about the Jaguars: I they're, they're 
they clearly their quarterback that quarterback is going to be just fine, and I think he's going to be just fine because of Doug Peterson. And you know, I, I know Doug really, really, really well. And the one thing that Doug has tried to do for for Trevor Lawrence is every week he's tried to create some type of packages or some type of schemes that you know that they can they can incorporate and grow with. And it's not something that it's not something that's so out there that Trevor like oh, I can't function this way. You know, he he's done a really really good job. They're a team that that will uh they'll 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 move you on offense with the motion of the the tight ends or the wide receivers. It's that RPO stuff, it's the inside handoffs, it's the quarterback run, it's the quarterback power, it's the deep crossing routes, you know, it's Play action, fake it, and then everybody flowing, you know, with Travis Etienne, you know, trying to run the football. He's a physical back. I mean, they've got some legitimate players when you look at ATM, uh, when you look at uh, with Christian Kirk, who they signed. Mm-hmm. That's the deep ball. That's the crossing route. That's the screen. You know, those are the, all the things that they try and do. And, and I'm going to throw a name at you from the past that's actually become a really good receiver for Trevor Lawrence's Evan Ingram, the old Giants mm-hmm. tight end. And they use him as like a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. They use him as a slot. They use him as a wing. They do the waggles, the boots, and okay, here we come this way. And he's the guy running the route, much like the Cowboys do with Dalton Schultz. So, yeah, I mean, uh, like a guy, Zay Jones mm-hmm. is a guy that they had. Zay Jones has had games where he's been really good, and then he had a run where he was really the bad. I mean, I watched him against the Lions drop a bunch of balls, you know, and then last week he dropped some balls and then got back into the game against the Texans. That was an impressive win for them. They'd never go to Tennessee and win a game, it'd been like forever. But they went out and did a great job. I mean, they got a little bit beat up in the, you know, you know, early running the ball, uh, you know, playing defense, but their offense hung in there very, very well. And I, man, I, they're going to watch the Texans game, and they're going to see, you know, what happened with that, with the, you know, with the quarterback, with the read option stuff, and the, you know, and trying to make you move, and you know, but that, that's that's kind of where they're at right now. I mean, it's one of those teams. I mean, they get a lot of yards, and the quarterback looks like he's kind of developing every week. And again, talking to Doug, he's like, I'm just trying to get him something he can do. Just trying to get him something that he can he can focus on and we can take advantage of whether the game plan is going on. So yeah. I mean, I, I don't I don't know much about Jacksonville. I really don't. I've been I haven't watched their games. I start laughing just because I remember your classic line about the uh, fans. You know, your fans <laughs> this is Jack- about eight years ago. Yeah. And I was reading some comment about some, you know, I'm done with the Cowboys. They yeah. lost this game. DeMarco Murray fumble, blah, blah, blah. I'm never going to watch another game. <laughs> Brothers just goes, Jacksonville needs fans. Just tell them to go. I'll tell you what, Jacksonville's <laughs> fearing. You know what Jacksonville's fearing right now? That yeah. the Cowboys oh. fans are going to take that place over. They will. Oh, no doubt. They know that they're about. I've got a lot of buddies down there because I work there. This is going to be a road game. And they're, and they're like, you know what? We were probably better off playing these guys in London again. I mean, it's just, <laughs> they're like, but they know. But they know the atmosphere. And the thing talking to them about it down there is they know this game is big for them because Tennessee's starting to slot. Uh-huh. Tennessee's starting to slide, and so all of a sudden they get this win. They're at six and eight, and if Tennessee keeps going backwards, you know that they got they got an opening, much like what's going on in the the 
NFC South yep. with uh, with Tampa, Tampa Bay and Atlanta and all that stuff yeah. like that. So this is a huge game for them, and yeah. they're and they're really they're excited to play it. They know Dallas presents a lot of problems to them, but they also are like, you know what? Let's see how our team responds. Let's see how our guys respond in this football game. And they they've got some decent offensive line. And Brandon Sheriff, you know, it's a guy we've seen mm-hmm. play at the Commanders as a guard. Uh, Luke Fortner is a guy, a Kentucky center that I really, really liked. Their right tackle is a little bit of a liability in these in these games, from what I was able to watch. But man, they've got some players. I, I didn't even mention Jamal Agnew, who is like a big time kick returner, mm-hmm. big time punt returner, and they throw the ball to him in the flat, and he could go up the field and stuff like that. So they're going to test the the Cowboys the Cowboys defense just from the aspect of all the crazy quarterback movement crap that tends to give them problems. When you when you talk about Cowboy fans on the road, I always have three factors that will will help get a lot of Cowboy fans there. It's either the team is playing really well this year or you haven't played there in a long time. Yeah. Or there wasn't football in that city in the 70s. In Jacksonville in this game, you've got all three because the Cowboys are playing as well as they've played. And they haven't played in 16 years. That is the longest drought of mm-hmm. any team for, that I've been here with the Cowboys. 16 years. I think it might be in the history of the team. From one franchise to another, 16 years. And then then there was no football team there. So when you're in the 70s, I guarantee there's a lot of Steeler fans. There's a lot of Cowboy mm-hmm. fans. You, who are you going to play? Dolphin fans. And, and, Dolphin. Well, yeah, but uh, yeah. D- definitely Dolphin fans, too. Yeah. But those right in that area right there. And, then, and I'm not saying Jacksonville doesn't have fans. But if they had a whole lot, they'd take the tarp off. Is the tarp still up there? Oh, they have. Yeah, they've got some issues. They've they've made the same. But they got a swimming pool. Yep. They have a swimming pool. They have a swimming pool there? They do have a swimming pool. I think it's going to be in the 50s. I don't know how good that swimming pool might be. I I don't know. You know, sometimes people get a little. Does it rain every day in Jacksonville at 4 o'clock? About 3.20, yeah. Oh. Actually, I think I looked at the weather, and it's supposed to be raining this weekend. So the game's at 1. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Fourth quarter. Get rain all the time. Pretty field though. Well, I had a question for you. Um, we know about Hankins. He's yes. he's helped improve the Cowboys' run defense somewhat. You know, in the little progress they've had over the last few weeks. And you talk about ATN. Yeah. Well, and and then the, also Lawrence being yeah. the guy that could possibly get out of the pocket and, and run as well. How does the Cowboys not having Jonathan Hankins kind of change things? For them and what they're doing on defense against yeah, the it hurts them in the middle because of stuff that you're going to get with ATN running inside and things like that. I think Hankins does a really good job of holding up those blocks, like we've seen. The fourth down tackle was incredible on his part, but that's I mean, Hankins is a guy that allows the linebackers to run because he's taking up blocks, he's holding up blocks, and now these guys, the Van Der Esches and and those guys are able to bars able to run because guys aren't getting off into the second level. So how you how you get back to doing that? You know, you, when these when these linebackers have had to face guys running up on them in their lap, it, it's been a problem. I mean, you've seen it a little bit because they're fighting blocks so fast, and now the ball is to them, and then now getting off blocks and then making a tackle. Well, you think th- this is a game where maybe that's an area that the Cow- I would we keep, can see yeah. the Cowboys kind of taking a step. Back. I think I think not having Hankins in there. Now they did a much they did a good job when he went out though. They still played yeah. good run defense last week, but it's just he's been really really good. 
because because he's so hard to move. Yeah. And and when you get that, when they do try and run the ball in there, it's not a gash play of six to eight yards. It's a two yard run or a one yard run or no gain. You know, and they need to. Oso Digizua is a different type of player, but they need somebody like Bohanna or somebody. Watkins, Watkins stepped up on the on yep. the fourth the, the the fourth down the the final drive really stepped up. They need more of that from those guys. And the thing that I've noticed is I don't know that they have another guy. Bohanna's probably the closest. I don't think Gallimore's good at this, uh, and Watkins kind of iffy sometimes. But really holding up when you get when you're the person that's going to take on the double team. Yeah. that's what Hankins provided for you. Is even when the double team came his way, he didn't really move a lot. He still held that that point, right? Mm-hmm. And so it allowed them in a lot of instances where now you got two guys gobbling gobbling him up, but they're not moving him, so it doesn't really hurt you, right? Yeah. The problem that they had before he got here, and I suspect they might have after, is they don't really have anybody else who holds up that well against the double team. Yeah. You get two bodies on them, they're gonna probably move. And in that instance, that's where it creates a big problem for you. Have you guys announced that Anthony Rush was put on the practice? We squad? have not. I was actually about to go there, like what do they do now? Okay. And that was a guy that they picked that okay. hearing that. Yeah. Day. Okay. Anthony Rush was on Philadelphia's practice squad this year and then he got re- released. Uh there's there's times where he can get up to like three hundred and eighty pounds as a player. Mm. And when he was in Atlanta they were they really really liked him a lot. They liked him and and but they got mad at him because he got heavy and then they they just got rid of him. But he they I've I've talked to some teams that have worked him out since and he's been a little heavy still, but now he's into that 350 range is what he is. And what you got from the scouting reports was the a good power nose tackle that can play the run. He can get across the center and he's got he's range wise is a good guy there, and my guy said, listen, you have a chance, sign him, get him ramped up, he can help. So that's what the Cowboys, their personnel department's looking at a guy, yep. a big body guy. I, I thought that maybe this guy played with with Quinn. No, he didn't play with Quinn. He played with last year in Atlanta. So here's a guy like I say, if he's got his weight under control, mm-hmm. if he's under 350 pounds. My scouting buddies around the league say, no, no, this would be a good guy to have. So maybe to your point, Ambar, this is practice squad and then a game day and activation. Three that, times. That, yeah, three yep. times. And then you see if he's able to do what Hankins has been able to do. And what we've heard from Jerry is it looks like maybe Hankins is back for the playoffs. So really you just yeah. got to stem the tide here. Yeah. It's not like this is a loss for the yeah, season yeah. kind of situation. Right. So that should help. But my gonna, guys were in, around the league were excited about, the, about that kind of a signing if you can pull it off. We will take our final break. We will come back. I want to talk a little bit about Micah Parsons because there have been a couple weeks now when he hasn't been making some of the huge plays that we've been accustomed to him making. Let's talk about that and talk about if there is a reason for concern. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio the season is finally here for months we've been gearing up to win now it's time for the team that performs on any field united ag and turf with john deere zero turns for mowing compact tractors for loading mini excavators for digging gator utility vehicles for hauling implements for grading hay tools for baling united ag and turf for winning the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now. 
Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. In case you missed it, Cowboys Nation, a new game day staple just arrived. Introducing the Cowboys X True Brand Hats. Head to the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com. A fanatics experience. Get your favorite style today. Did that surprise you? You like you reread it and then you were like, yeah. "What did I just read? What is it? X True Brand Hats." Did I, did oh, X True. X True. I don't know. That's what that's what it says. I probably should have looked at it right before these these two pages. You're doing cold reads up. here. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really should should look at it a little yeah. bit. Um, but anyways, help. you know what? Go to the Cowboys Pro Shop and just get a bunch of cool stuff. You know, I mean, you never know what, what you're going to find there. You know, you just get in that's a rabbit best, hole and Nick. find some stuff. You just turn into an even better commercial. Like, just go get a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like, because that's that's, that's what they want you to do. They want you to get in there. the door. Yeah. And then that all of a sudden what they want is you look in that top right corner and it has like a five. You're like, oh, my cart's got a lot of stuff in it. You know, go ahead. Do that. Load it up. All right, cool. Sounds right. like a good idea. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. Let's get that's to it. A, no, oh, no. I we, thought the show was over. We got, we got a final segment here. Well, because y'all are ready to go? You just always make, that's what you do at the end of the show. But I'm throwing you off a little bit. How about that? It works. All right. Here's, we got about, I don't <laughs> know, about four minutes. We got about four <laughs> minutes left. So real quick, I did want to talk about Michael Parsons. Um, this last week, I think he had one quarterback pressure, uh, and I think that was his only stat line. Uh, it was it was not a week when he does, when he was doing Micah-type things. Um, and again, I, I want to be careful with this conversation because I think there are a lot of things that happen with this defense that but for the things he's doing, they don't happen. They don't show up on the stat sheet, but they're important. So I want to be very careful not to say that he's not playing well, because that's not the case. I think he's playing well. He's just not having those big moments, which is something you've come to rely on. How concerned are you guys that he's not having those big moments and those big plays uh, in these games over the last couple weeks? A little bit. Um, I think when the teams control the game and control the run, and, and and I think maybe running quarterbacks as well. Um, you know, Houston's a, Houston's a great example. They never got down to the point they were able to run, and they were able to use those quarterbacks and keep them off balance. And they 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 didn't let him become an issue until the Cowboys scored with 40 seconds to go, and then they're sitting at midfield, and it's no clue. I mean, I mean, there's no doubt of what's going to happen. Tunsil, Parsons, and Laramie Tunsil, like couldn't. 
he couldn't function. Like like twice, he like jumped in a stance because Mike is sitting there. So he had an effect in the game at the end. They just need to get more situations where he can be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think in a close game where they they're from behind, I don't. I think teams are figuring out ways to to not make him a, a big factor. Definitely rushing against Laramie Tunsil, and you're right about the what happened at the end of the game. But Laramie Tunsil played really well in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a reason why that he is what he is. I mean, I. They, they, their, their whole line played well. I mean, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. I mean, Dallas. You said that too. Yeah, the the, the, I mean, give give their whole line credit. They had three guys that are all first round picks playing. And you know, the green, the guard, you know, we talked about him. He probably wasn't the best of the three, but they, they found a way. They had a really good game plan. The quarterback shuffling thing was threw Dallas off in that mm-hmm. game. Do we rush? Do we, do we drop? What do we do here? And teams, we saw it with the Eagles a little bit with Parsons. Teams that can freeze him to kind of make him have to deal with: Are they going to run? Are they going to pass? Are they going to? You know, you really, you never got to a point in that game where it just turned into. It wasn't until the final drive that it turned into Sikkim football. You know, mm-hmm. you were you were kind of right. behind in that game. You know, the Texans were dictating how the game was kind of flowing. Yep. You know, so you never – that's the thing about it. When it turns into Sikkim football, that's when you see Micah Parsons really shine. You know, but I also wouldn't rush him against Laramie Tunsil much because every snap, if you follow a guy Brian Balding or, you know, Baldy's breakdowns, he shows these clips, and he's absolutely right. It's one-on-one. It's, you know, the, the great thing about moving Mike around is you can kind of figure out who to attack. But, man, give the Texans some credit for playing well up front. The thing about it is, I mean, I'm starting to look at the percentage of snaps that Micah's playing. And the, the, the week, the, the, well, gets Tampa, it was 100% of the thing. But then you go down to Green Bay, it was at 95. You know, uh, now you're starting to see some like 67, 67, 71, 73. You know, you're starting to see that can he be wearing down a little bit? You know, could he be could he be nicked up? And you know, I haven't got anybody to tell me that, but you know, maybe he's. There's been a couple of times where the the Driscoll was running, and there was there, we've seen Micah just run down a guy, run down the court. Driscoll's a good athlete, but and got a little bit of quickness to him, but you didn't see that burst from Micah Parsons. You just didn't see that burst, and so I mean, the season is is hard on him because he has to go out there and. Everybody expects the Superman cape to come flying on, and here we go. But the way the Texans played you, you weren't sick them until the final drive of that game, you know. Right. And that's when things kind of turned into, you know, into the advantage for the Cowboys a little bit. You saw what happened; they they were able to get off the field. And there are a lot of things that it takes for the player itself to voice if something is bothering him physically or whatever it is, even if it's nothing, not a major injury. But he's the one guy. I do not trust to say absolutely anything, he even won't. if something. But he's he's not gonna say it. He's just gonna keep going because we've seen it. That's the type of player he is. But I don't know. Maybe he's saving those things for the playoffs, Derek. I mean, let's stop the drama. Hey, don't make that face. <laughs> no, Derek, maybe. To the maybe no, no. I wasn't talking about the playoffs. I was like, maybe he is saving. Maybe, I, I don't know. Saying. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Knows? Maybe that's I, what I think. What did you just say? It? What did you just say? You don't trust. It was that you talking about Micah? I don't trust Micah. To ever voice like him saying, "Oh, something's bothering me," like oh. to come off oh, the field. From injury. Yeah. yeah, okay, because they confused me. Because in my mind, what, what I was just saying is, is that I think he 
one thing he needs to really work on is he's got to he's got to figure out how to. I mean, it, this is a catch twenty two because he's so a- aggressive on the field as a player, as a lion, as a you know wants to go get the guy. He's got to be careful when he's on a microphone, Twitter. That's that's just a young person that, that he needs to kind of. Figure, I mean, he learned it last week. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I mean, he got on Twitter, starts talking stuff, then he had to apologize for it. All this kind of stuff, you know. He's he's that now. Now he's talking about Jalen Hurts being an MVP and all that stuff. But but my point yeah. is is that that's just things that he's got to kind of control, and it's hard to do because his instinct is attack, like he is on the field, and he's got to kind of he's got to tailor that a little bit here because he's such a big name that in a lightning rod that that kind of stuff is going. I wish he I, wouldn't get as frustrated as he does. He gets really frustrated, yeah. I think. He's, he's you know, not, and he's really, he's really hard on himself. And the harder he's on himself, it kind of I think it 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 just it makes him try even harder. But then when he doesn't get the results, then it, it affects him in a way. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I, I just kind of feel like that you can see body language with him. I think he's an off. average player when he's when he's frustrated, yeah. I think he's a really, really good player when he's pissed off. Yeah. So he gets to that he level. He just needs to learn how to like channel that frustration yeah. the right way. Yeah. Because I mean, we've seen it even when he, because there's a difference between him being mad versus being actually frustrated. Mm-hmm. He plays bad when he's frustrated. It gets to him when he's mad. He plays freaking good. So it's just finding the right way to channel that and and just be more focused in that aspect to not allow. Little things to get to him and start fresh play after play. Yeah, he but he went up against a good tackle the other day. Yeah, that guy, that guy, that. That guy blocked. He's him not an well. average player anytime. He's not yeah. average. He's a good player. He's a good player all, all the time. time. Yeah. All the time, just because he can make a difference. Well, he looks. He looks okay. Yeah. When I say he can look very ordinary out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, all of a sudden it's <laughs> you keep going back and forth. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm, but I'm saying, okay. I mean, they're, average, they're, ordinary. But there's guys that can look ordinary too. I mean, they're yeah. they're players that can look very ordinary when they, you know, but you're so used to them playing at a high level, and then when something doesn't work out, it's like, okay, where? Why is he looking just okay right now? Yeah. Why is he not that? You know, but he, the the bar for him, we always say that so the bar high. is so high yeah. that ordinary is probably great to yeah. a lot of people. You and know, his bar, his bar yeah. is so high too. That's why he gets frustrated. He gets frustrated yeah. when they win a game and he has five tackles and three pressures and I, he doesn't get a sack. I don't think he takes it very well because he's now known as this sacker. You know, he's known as this, <laughs> this sacker guy. Yeah. And so when he doesn't get a sack and then he starts to see others around the league at 14 and a half mm-hmm. and, you know, and he's at 12, he's been sitting at 12 for the last couple of weeks. Now he's like, yeah. okay, something. I don't like this. I want to be the guy that people fear, mm-hmm. not Nick Bosa. Oh, he you is. Know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he is the guy that people fear. Though. Yeah, he really is that. They yeah. fear him in Jacksonville, absolutely. Because they had a question of if you're if you're Jacksonville, who do you who do you worry about more, Prescott or Parsons? And I asked that question, and they said they worry about Parsons more. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that's did. probably a common refrain around the league for every team that's yeah. going to play the Cowboys because he can be so disruptive. Yep. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll get into the uh, the defense and, uh, and uh, matched up against the Cowboys offense. Still in for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?